Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm slightly bit delighted to be joined by Greg and David. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank well, you. Good, another week, another chance to beat the bookies in Norway, Greg. Well, I'm all, all for that, and I'm all for speaking about the Tromsø title challenge. Yeah, yeah, another win last week. They have, and I think we spoke last week that they're not really um, playing that well in matches. They're sneaking games 1-0, 2-1, but they are, at the moment, Bora Glimp's closest challengers after their surprise defeat last week at Godset. Yeah, quite the week, and uh, I to see you and David last week. Yeah, obviously a, a really good week for Tromsø with another win, their seventh win this season, all by one goal. Um, and Bode Glimp lost it. So God set 2-0 in the end. It was a last-minute goal to make it 2-0, but Glimp had the ball in the net just before that, which was ruled out um, quite controversially. And there was another few strange decisions, shall we say. But yeah, interesting to see Tromsø flying and two teams from the north. Um at the top of the table which is uh, good to see as well something different um, ran in third after a defeat again they lost to Viking 3-1 just looking as if they can't keep up the pace with Bode Glimt and uh, Molde won but I guess the big story of last week was probably Rosenborg um, new manager well not yeah. quite a new manager but caretaker manager home game in Sarvesborg stadium was in good voice Rosenborg were playing a 4-3-3 Looked as if it was going to be promising for the first 15 minutes and they get spanked 3-0. So, yeah, a, a tough, tough week for Rosenberg. That was yeah. like what to use, David, spanked or pumped. That was the right yeah. time to use that. <laughs> Three down at half-time, no less, David. Uh, just really, really poor. Um, didn't deserve anything out of the game and then and, and got truly... Yeah, it was interesting. Like, Sarsborg play the way that Rosenborg kind of want to play, but they know what they're doing. And then Rosenborg looking <laughs> as if they're really struggling. And then after the game... Marcus Hendrickson, um, captain and yeah, probably the best defender. He's been ruled out for the season with a knee injury. So yeah, really, really bad week for Rosenborg. Yeah, and Greg, uh, David mentioned the top two, Tromso and Bodo Glimt, uh, and quite a game on Wednesday night between those two as well. Absolutely sickening if you are a Tromso fan. Sickening scenes, 93rd minute, you're winning 2-1 in the cup. The cup and league double is still on. <laughs> and you essentially lose uh, a man, a man sent off in the 74th minute. You then lose not only an equaliser, which is bad enough, but a, a third goal. And uh, you can always say that Bora Glimp have absolutely stolen that match. I'm not sure how the game panned out, but still, to score two goals in the 93rd and 94th minutes would have been a real sore for the bookies. Yeah, it was a, it was a massive controversy, basically. Um, Tromsø were 2-1 two, two, two up. Um, in about the 90th minute and one of the players got set clean through he was in his own half and he got put clean through and then the linesman flagged uh, for an offside, it was, he was right in front of the Tromsø bench uh, the linesman and um, it was just it was never an offside uh, he got it in his ear but there's no VAR in the cup so <laughs> um, yeah, so that was massive controversy and then Bodegund got up there and they got a free kick for which the boy was sent off for a second booking and they swung the free kick in and it was uh, 
turned in, and then Ulrich Saltnes, which is quite a nice story, I guess. Ulrich Saltnes, he's been out all season. He, he hurt himself. I don't know if you saw the picture on Twitter. He got an injury at home. Um, he fell into a broken broken mirror, I think it was, and he got a really really bad injury in his arm. You could see like right down to the bone of his arm. So he's been out for the whole season so far. This was his first game back. Um, came off the bench after 89 minutes, scored the winner in the 96. Local boy, been at the club for a long time, and uh, yeah, a huge uh, big moment for him. Nice nice to see him back. Sex game gone bad. I guess uh, a good win for Glimt after their defeat of the weekend. David uh, would not have wanted to lose two in a row heading into the game no, against Molde. And, and big, rival, big rivalry against Tromsø as well. So, yeah, really important. Yeah, and as I say, I've got uh, Glimt v Molde this weekend, so that could be quite pivotal in the title race. If we still think there is a title race, that is, we'll get to that shortly. Uh, last week, David, we had a few games that were postponed due to the under 21. Uh, European Championships Norway just narrowly missed out absolutely no idea how that group <laughs> stage no, worked out not really sure how it works <laughs> but I noticed that 23 uh, year old Eric Bottheim scored last night for the under 21s yes <laughs> you know the, the classic he was under 21 when the first qualifying game was uh, played yeah. so yeah it's a stupid rule but that's what it is so we're back to a full complement of fixtures this weekend um, and we'll try and rattle through some of these uh, elitist season games but Greg, we've got quite a few bets in Oberstligen this week. Yeah, I do like the look of the Oberstligen. I must admit it's quite an attractive card across both the elitist season, the Oberstligen and obviously the, the lower leagues but we're now what, match day 12, match day 13 starting to get a bit of form behind us in terms of teams to back teams to avoid and it's quite a decent card I think in the elite Azerian you need to be a little bit inventive with some of the bets there's some terrible prices out there in the elite Azerian especially in goals and on corners but a bit more value to be had um, the further down the leagues you go yeah um, I can't believe we're almost at the halfway stage another couple of weeks to go and we'll be there Greg it's scary isn't it it really is yeah. obviously we're about to approach July um, we're only, what, two weeks away from the Scottish League Cup starting. Yeah. So it's, it's been a very, very quick start to the season so far in Norway. But obviously the season doesn't end until the, what, to October time. So yeah. there's another good three or four months left in the Norway still to come. Yeah, and then European games start next week as well, so that's something to, to look forward to. Is, am I right in thinking there's no Norway, Norwegian teams involved at this stage? Oh, at this stage, but the next stage, um, yeah. will the a team from Czech Republic and Rosenborg, a team from Finland or Ireland, I believe. And uh, yeah, there's another. I've not, I've not really been on top of it because there's not been any, any in the in the draw just yet. I think the first yeah. games are mid mid to mid to late July for yeah, the Norwegian teams to go. Okay, let's get stuck into this uh, elite series card. Uh, let's go to Lillestrøm v Tromsø, a game that both you guys have highlighted uh, some interest in. As we touched on, Greg Tromsø just eight points behind Glimt to get a game in hand. Very sore defeat for them in the cup. Lillestrøm, one of those teams that didn't play last week, so. What, nearly three weeks since they've kicked a ball. Um, in fact, I'm going to go to David first. Tromso four to one. David, sh yeah. Should we be talked out of that at all? Um, so, yeah, it's a, an interesting price. It has to be said, a team who's won four in a row, um, who looked good against Bolivia until they a bit unlucky in the end to to go down. Obviously, in injury time, that will that will have hurt and. It could be just the fact that try to come back from that. It could be difficult. Lillestrøm, as you said, have had a good break. 
should be um, should be well rested and ready to go. And four to one is um, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one to sort of like ignore. And if you were going for a kind of outsiders double, um, given their form, but yeah, um, it's yeah, it's hard to it's hard to talk you out of it to be honest. <laughs> well, I had a look at a double chance price. It's five to four. Yeah. For them to either draw or win, uh, but Greg, you quite like to look at corners as part of a, a double in this one. I think you have to here. Obviously, Lowestrom have been hitting some really good numbers for corners this season uh, at home. They fit 14, 11, 5, 6, and 6. Now, 11 of those were against Molda in one of the matches, and they hit 5, we bore a glimpse. Tromso have one of the poorest and lowest corner counts in the league, which isn't a surprise, I don't think. They're only hitting 3 a game, and they've hit under 4 corners now in 8 of their 11 matches this season. And I think so. Only once have they hit six or more. So they're hitting pretty low numbers, Tromso. And there's a couple of ways to look at this match. I think Tromso under five corners is four to nine. I I don't see Tromso having much of the ball in this game. I would expect. Lewstrom haven't played in some time, and Tromso are obviously sitting high in second place. But that defeat last night was a sore one. They're away to Lewstrom. I just think this is a home win here for me. But on the corners market, there's a couple of ways to approach this. I think the lowest from two to seven to win the corner match bet is a banker, and at two to seven it should be. Um, you can also get three lowest from corners in each half at twenty-one to twenty. But when you look at Tromso's corner counts, they're not hitting many, so we're not leaving lowest from to hit many. But just as long as they hit more than Tromso. Yeah, we highlighted Tromso's efficiency. I think we called it last <laughs> week, David. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've got a. They've got a striker in form, which helps a lot. Um, Bigard Elian was at the Ranheim last year. He did pretty, did pretty well for Ranheim last year, to be fair. Um, but he's yeah, he's been hit hit and running massively. He scored seven league goals already, um, and he's yeah, he's he's looking like a really really good player, and he's exactly what Tromsø kind of needed in a team that doesn't create a lot of chances. He's been tucking them away um, regularly. But yeah, for, for me in this game. It's uh, it's goals and it's both teams to score. Um, Lillestrøm five home games so far this season. They've had both teams. They've scored and conceded in each of those five games. Tromsø have been scoring plenty of goals. They've scored in their last four away games. They've scored um, and they scored only to, failed to score in two games so far this season. And then one of them was the first game of the season. It's Sandefjord, and another one was against Odd, who don't concede to anyone. So, I think, yeah, I think Tromsø and Lillestrøm both have scored in this game looks really strong, and that was um, that was four to five, which I thought was a pretty generous price given the statistics for Lillestrøm at home this season, and considering Tromsø are scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, Lillestrøm all five of their home games so far. I've seen both teams to score on seven out of ten, so that's uh, that's not a bad shout at all. Uh, Greg, just recap on that half of your double. It's Lillestrøm most corners in this one. Yeah, Lillestrøm most corners. I think it's one win in this match. If Tromsø take the lead, then you'd expect Lillestrøm to probably dominate the rest of the match. Um, but obviously, Lillestrøm start the match well, then they should rack up a few corners. So yeah, Lillestrøm to hit most corners at two to seven. Okay, uh, and you want to double that up with Moda at Bodo Glimt as well, which is on Sunday at quarter past six. Yeah, so the obviously two amp post favourites here. It's been a pretty grim campaign so far for for Moda. They're twelve points behind Bodo Glimt at this early stage, which is unthinkable, really. 
you'd have thought these two would have been kind of touching toe at the top um, together after match day 12, match day 13. But yeah, there's a massive gap. You have to say it's Molda's last chance to cling on to any hope of um, clawing back that gap. 12 points is huge. If it goes to 15 points, then it's definitely game over. But if it goes to nine, there's still a chance. Obviously, Bora Glimp losing last week, so there is hope there for Molda. Bora Glimp aren't hitting that many corners as as they have been in in previous seasons, but Molda do lead the way in the corner counts in the elite Azerian. By, by some by some mile to be fair. They're hitting over eight and a half corners per game. They've hit six or more corners now in eleven of their twelve games and they've hit seven or more in eight of those twelve. They've also hit double figures, I think, in four or five of their games. They are more than capable of going to Boda and hitting at least four corners. And that pays eight to thirteen and doubled up with Lowestrom. That's a nice eleven to ten double with bet three six five. Yep, nice corner double there. Uh, David, obviously this is match of the weekend. Molda won 4-1, I think the last time they were at Glimt, but mm. two, two teams were in very different situations back then, weren't they? Yeah, Molda were the team that were um, were looking to stick on for the title, and I think it was around then they pretty much confirmed that they were going to step away from the rest of the teams, and yeah, 4-1 was a really convincing win. I think last year they kind of they got the recipe for how to beat Glint and it mm. was full possession hit them in the counter um, if you look back at the stats for that game it was like sort of Molde had like one XG and scored four goals against Glint's two XG and they only scored one so it wasn't like it was they dominated the game they just they just hit them on the break and took their chances um, so they'll be, do, they'll be trying the same again um, at the weekend I'm sure they'll sit back and look to soak up pressure and hit them on the break but they had a really good um, performance in the cup on Wednesday they beat Storm's God 6-3-0 mm-hmm. looked really good and um, that was off the back of a, a win an important win in the league last week um, so yeah I think um, they'll go in feeling a little bit better about themselves and um, they've beaten Glint before as you say last year so they'll be definitely feeling like they could do it again yeah, and it's just one defeat in eight for Molda now. I know we've kind of lamented how how badly they've started the season, albeit four of them have been in the cup. But you know, cup games can be morale boosting wins that you can carry into the league games as well. They'll also have taken a wee bit of heart from uh, Bodo Glimpse defeat last weekend. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think the the thing is, like the recipe to be Bodo Glimpse has been laid out. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what it is. It's a fat player five three two, set in a low block and soak up pressure and try and hit them in the break. Everyone does it against them pretty much. Um, it doesn't usually work. Um, <laughs> yeah, you make it, it sound so it's, simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not It's not worked so far this season, except last weekend. That was the first time it's kind of worked. Um, I would say the best team, like Bran is the only team that's really properly taken the game to Glint. And they, to be fair, they played both of Glint for the first sort of 60 minutes um, mm. up in Boulder. So it is doable, you can beat them playing their own game but it seems like Molda will probably not try that and they'll probably sit in a 5-3-2 and, and do kind of what Strom's Godset did but probably yeah, they do have a little bit more quality than Godset so, so they should create a little bit more chances Molda 10-3 to win, David a shorter price than that, Throm, so 4-1 that we spoke about earlier Yeah, yeah I mean, probably fail, I think Molda still have that pretty much the same squad that won the league last year, they just started a little bit slow um, Bodeglint potentially 
it's hard to say um, if Bettlesson is still going to be there. Hugo Bettlesson came out after the game and said he knows when he's going to leave and where he's going, and he didn't say when that is or where it is. So I think it's <laughs> it's. Think, you, you just love this time of season, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the rumor is that him and Mbuka, who is also due to go back to his parent club, um, are going to play the Molde game and then leave. So. Yeah, we should have, should still have Hugo at the weekend, and that's a big big plus for Boulder, who, yeah, pretty much full strength, um, pretty much full strength is now, and Molda have a few injury issues at the back, especially. So yeah, an interesting game. I do think it, it should be should it should be close. I think Molda will keep it tight and keep it keep it interesting. Any betting angle from you on this one? No, on this one, I think it's it's a, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I think I think. Um, for uh, for Hugo's last match, he'll be keen to score at home, um, and he's he's three point two to score any time. So if I, if I was going to have anything, I'd maybe wait till the team came out. But yeah, Hugo Bellis mm-hmm. three point two to score any time. Probably his last home game for both events could be Sick. could be a good shot. Sign off in style. Uh, okay, let's have a wee look back at some of the games on Saturday. They've got Brian at home to Hamcam. Brian shot his price on the coupon this weekend. Greg at one to four. Yeah, that's probably a fair price. Uh, I think they should get back to winning ways. Brand obviously they won in the cup last night uh, quite convincingly, and at home they they should they should win this match. Interestingly, in the corner front, Hamcam have been hemorrhaging corners on the road this season. A, a league high of forty-five corners in five games, which is nine corners if you went to Perth Academy per match. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to be on the corners front in this game, I think. I think both David and I mentioned Bran last week for corners, and they, they hit three first-half corners last week at V-King, and that paid even money. They had even money, or just under even money again this week, to hit four. And given the opposition um, this weekend, I, I'm more than happy probably to, to be onside Bran to hit four first-half corners at 20-21. Um, to 21. Yeah, and David, you quite fancy a corners angle as well with Brando. Greg's stealing all my, all my bets. <laughs> um, I've, yeah, I'm on. I'm on the brand. I was desperate for to get on brand corners in this one. Just like I was just trying to find the right way in, kind of thing. As Greg says, they're hitting a whole heaps of corners, as the the Kiwis say. But yeah, I think um, one point nine or yeah, whatever twenty to twenty one, whatever it was for over three and a half uh, first half corners. Looks like it could be the best way in. Um, Brand to hit eight, which is a lot, but it's something they've done in um, in five of their six home games so far. They've hit at least eight, and that's and this is hand camera playing. So yeah, I'd fancy them to hit eight. That's also that's the same price um, as the four first half corners. And yeah, I think um, if you're looking at that. It's probably your best bet. Also, over eleven and a half is quite a high mark. And yeah. That's that's five to four um, for at least twelve match corners, which I'm not. That's a little bit high, probably just to get on it. But yeah, definitely the first half corners or um, even Brand to hit eight or more. Um, I quite like. I think they'll hit. I think they hit an absolute ton. What's the line for the first half corners? Uh, it's uh, brand so, so, so the Asian handicap for match corners is um, five uh, so yeah over four and a half um, and that is no sorry it's over 5.0 and that's 1.8 so so, so you're, you're having you're getting the worst odds on over five 
first half corners in the match, and uh, I think Bran are pretty much going to do them yeah, all Yeah, Bran are 10-11 now to hit four. So, yeah, yeah, go for Bran to hit four at 10-11. Yeah, they've yeah, got averaging a healthy four and a half at home, so that looks a pretty decent shout all round. Uh, when you look at Hamcam's away matches, they've, yeah. they've conceded double figures, I think, in three of their matches this, and this season really so far. And they're really as well, Hamcam. They've really struggled of late. they lost... The odds, 1-0 obviously last week, before that 3-0, 4-0, and they had another 3-0 recently, so yeah, they're, they're really, really struggling. Yeah, there must be some other angles that people can get on with Brian, I guess, maybe maybe goals, maybe 1-0, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 they'll they look to absolutely stick on this weekend, so I think 1-4 is a very, very fair price. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, I've got one line for Haugesson v Odd, and that is 1-0 to Odd, which is 17-2. <laughs> David? Yeah, just unbelievable. Um, they just <laughs> how can a team have scored nine goals in twelve games and have four wins and four draws? It's absolutely incredible. Um, it can it keep happening? I don't know. Maybe it can't. But um, yeah, it's, it's. I think it's it's another game they could easily win one now. I don't think Hugesson are totally. The highest scoring team either. In fact, it's the team that scored 10 against the team that scored 9. It's not exactly a, going to be a classic, I don't think. One thing I did like in this game, though, <coughs> was um, I think Haugesund has had decent corner numbers, certainly better than the odds, and Haugesund were, were actually odds against to, to win the match, uh, corner match bet, which at home against an odd team who don't hit many, I thought that seemed pretty pretty decent. So they were twenty one to twenty to win the corner match bet. So I thought that was that if I was doing anything in this game it would be that. Yeah. Anything for you in this one, Greg? No, not really. I did look at this match, but I think it's as you say, most likely to be a low scoring match. Haugesson do can see plenty of corners to be fair, but they're playing a side in odd who don't hit many. Yeah. Um Haugesson hitting five a match on three a match. So yes, quite a nice angle from David on how you can send most corners here. Yeah, I'll be having a pound on that, 17 to 2. <laughs> one nil one. <laughs> um on Saturday, David we've got Volarenga V Viking. Viking closed the gap on Brand last week with a, a good three one win. They're now just a point behind with a game in hand. Um yeah, then lost in lost in penalties in midweek. Uh, did you mention that Greg? Yeah, yeah, well, I mentioned it before we started that, yeah. chatting about the, on the yeah. podcast, but they, 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 they took the lead four times last night and were paid back each time and lost in penalties. So a bit of a sore one after a really good win against Bran last week. Paul would have been delighted to see Harold Bratpack's son on the score sheet and netting a penalty in the shootout. Nice. What's his name? Philippe. Not Harold Jr. then. Not Harold Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, that's that is just, that makes me feel old. That does. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Volarenga, no game last week. So again, another one of those teams who haven't kicked a ball for nearly three weeks. Viking at 95, David, does that pique your interest at all? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Volarenga, I've got a new manager in. Um, but they've got a few players missing. Um, looks like probably... Two their first choice central defenders are both missing. One of them, and one of the guys who was playing his way back from his loan spell. So yeah, I think Volderinga defensively could be in a bit of bother. Um, this weekend the Viking looked very good in attack. So yeah, I think that looks um, looks like a pretty good price on Viking. I know it's that Tripic scored again last week. It's sixth of the season before them have yeah. been from the spot. Yeah, yeah, I think he's he's, he's Viking's most important player. There's absolutely no doubt. Um, he's looking sharp, and yeah, I think he, he's definitely a danger. He's um, 
hitting penalties and scoring every one. And I think he's, yeah, he's like, what's his odds to score? He's 3.25 to score any time this weekend. I think that looks like another great shout. Double him up with Hugo and you've got a, a nice Yeah, a nice, wee, a nice wee double there. Uh, Greg, we touched on, or David touched on Rosenborg 3-0 defeat last week. They're away to Aulis and this weekend, but you couldn't really trust them at 11 to 10, could you? No, you'd be a madman, really, <laughs> to, to back them, <laughs> even though their odds against away from home against a side um, will massively struggling. So, yeah, again, it's probably a best, a match best left alone. Obviously, always sound on four points this season, but Rosenberg are having a shambles of a season. Yeah. I, I don't dispute that they probably will win this match at 11 to 10, but you'd be, be, you'd be back in that more hope than belief, really. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. to add on that one, David? No, I totally agree. I think all the soon they've won one game this season, and that was a home game against Molde. So, yeah, they obviously lift themselves for home games against the yeah. clubs. I would totally avoid it. And if they're going to win another, then yeah, this has got, got the potential yeah. to be the <laughs> yeah. uh, Okay, the only one we've not covered in the season, I think, is Sarpsborg v Sandy Fjord. Uh, Sarpsborg, just one of those teams you don't know where you're going to get. I suppose they would have spoke about them quite a bit on the podcast. Good win last weekend at Rosenborg, obviously, and into the quarterfinals of the cup as well now. Yeah, and um, just uh, just a really good team to watch. <laughs> they score a lot of goals. They can see a lot of goals. Get a lot of corners, putting a lot of crosses. They've got a cracking 18 year old winger who's great, quick feet, super sharp, but absolutely terrible at shooting. So that's exciting to watch as well. It's just, um, yeah, you, you never know what you're going to get. I think um, I think they'll beat Sarandershire at the weekend. I was kind of looking for an angle to get in on them in the corners, but the yeah, the odds are just, the, the, the prices are pretty poor, to be honest. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, their shot price at 49. Interestingly, just looking at who they've beaten, they've beaten Brang, Lillestrom and now Rosenborg, so very capable on their day, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They've got some really, really good attacking players. Um, defensively, they got better this year. Uh, I think they've, they've kind of settled on a back four that's um, it's not really changing. I think they were a little bit interchangeable last year, but yeah, seemed to, they're a good team on their day, but... Um, yeah. They lost, no, sorry, they, they won in a couple of them last night against Songdal, wasn't it? And yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an easy game for them in, in the end. They had to come back from 2-1 uh, down, I think they scored two late goals to win 3-2. Um, so yeah, it, I'd, seen them be, I'd seen them beating Sandyford comfortably, but yeah, it's difficult to get on them when their prices are what they are. Yeah, Greg, I know you've been looking at corners in this one as well. Yeah, I think Connors here looks really strong. When you look at Sarpsborg's last five matches, they've hit 7, 11, 7, 5 and 7. And they've won the match Connors bet in each of those five matches. So the match Connors bet here in this match is very low. But when you factor in Sandy Fjord's last five matches away from home, they've conceded 7, 14, 7, 15 and 7. So they've shipped seven corners in each of their last five games. Adding to the mix as well, Sandy Fjord have only picked up one point from six away matches. So I, I think the Sarpsborg 4-9 looks pretty strong. Um, try to find an angle on Sarpsborg corners. Uh, I think three in each half at evens is a, is a, de- a decent price. And I think as well, Sandy Fjord have lost four first half match corners in each of their last five games. So there's definitely an angle here, potentially mm-hmm. for the Sarpsport to win and Sarpsport Corners. Yeah. But that's quite something I'll share on the channel at the weekend. Okay. 
Okay, I think that's us covered almost everything. And uh, we say we'll uh, recap some of those bets before the end of the podcast. But let's have a look at Oberstligen. Uh, as we said, there's a few games in here that are catching the eye this weekend. And I always like it when both you guys send me your tips and they feature the same game, Greg. So let's have a look at Mondalen v Moss. Well, it's just it's the wrong price in my opinion. Um, it's the wrong price. I'm really surprised to see Mondalen odds against in this match. When you factor in Moss are newly promoted, are really starting to struggle now. They had a really good start to the season, Moss, but I think a lot of their good early form was down to their home form. They've now lost four matches in the spin. And Mion Dallin are, I would say, in pretty decent shape. They've picked up 10 points in their last five matches. They're scoring goals, especially away from home. They're at home here, and they're 5-4 to four to win this match. Um, I would have said 10-11 to 11 would have been a a max best price for this match, but to get odds against. So backing me on Darwin here at five to four. And I'm also backing me on Darwin to score two or more goals at even money. This is a potential nap bet. And as as all often happens, and I think last week showed it again, we kind of got stung last weekend on the team that scored two goals market for one of the matches, but it came in the other match. So Christian Sund, I think Dave has got a voodoo doll for Christian Sund. Because that's twice now he's backed them to win. They've gone 2 0 up and they've, won, they've drawn 2 0. I think it's Shade, yeah. if I recall, and also last weekend okay. against. Yeah, um, absolutely Shade. So um, I'd always prefer to back a side to score two or more goals. Roy Foss last weekend won 1 0. They went 1 0 up after nine minutes and didn't get a second goal. So that, that's a bit of a, just a really unlucky one. But in terms of this match, I'm going to back both angles. So I'm backing the down to win at 5-4, to four, and I'm backing them to score two at evens. And David, I can only apologise, Greg, has stolen your thunder again. Yes, he has. I've, I've messaged you earlier and said I'm going for New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> I have proof. I can prove that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think um, not that they've just picked up, but that they've won some really tough games. They won away at Anheim. Uh, they won away at Hood, who are decent at home. Um, they won away to Strumman in the Cup, which was which was fair enough. Um, their home form's been a bit of an issue. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they can fix that this weekend. Um, yeah, as Grace says, Moss started the season well, but recently they've just just not looked good. They lost at home to Kongsvinger. They were hammered at Christian Well being my song down in the Cup. Um, lost at Ramheim as well. So maybe tougher, some of tougher games, but yeah, they've just not looked um, anywhere near the, the level that they were looking at the start of the season. I just think I think it's a, it's a home banker and the price just makes it easy to, to get on board. Yeah, so again, you're on the, the two goals from your Yeah, down. the two plus goals is even money. I think, uh, yeah, as I said, Christian Soon, they've absolutely killed me last week. Um, unless you get the, the, the early payout on the 2-0. Um, yeah. But not always available in Nobus League. And so, yeah, um, I'm going for the two bus goals, even money. I'm happy to take that one. Okay, and Greg, speaking of Christensen, they're on a double from Obus League for you this weekend. Yeah, they're at home to Hood on Saturday, and obviously Christensen, will be, they'll be devastated where they are in the league. For me, definitely four points short of where they should be. They've dropped points against the two bottom sides in the league, mm. away from home, being 2-0 up, as I said earlier. So they'll be really disappointed with that. They're back in home soil. They've been really strong at home this season, Christian Sund, especially in, in, the, in the league. They've scored, I think, 
two or more goals now in each of their last six home matches. And I just think they'll have too much quality for Hood here, and they're worth backing on the on the on the goals market. You can back them obviously to win the match, but as history was show with Christian Sund, you're much better backing them to score two two goals rather than to win the match. And I'm backing yeah. them to score two goals here at four to seven. And I've got that doubled up with the, the Sundays and Osana match. Yeah, Q a one nil win for Christensen Day, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so you're doubling up with the Sundays and Asana where you think there'll be goals there as well. Well I, well, I do. Sundays are struggling big time at the moment. They've they've lost four in the spin, they got knocked out of the cup, they have shipped goals. I think they've shipped um three goals in each of their last three games. So they come into this probably quite high odds if you look at this match at the start of the season you'd imagine that Sundays would be hot favourites for this game against a side struggling but they're not they're just below even money and I think that's probably a fair price now Sana have had a tough a, a tough season as well let's look at ourselves on they have struggled at the bottom of the league but look a little bit deeper their recent form is is okay they've they've obviously had some really tough matches a good 2-0 draw last weekend against Christiansen after being 2-0 down. They beat Brenner 2-1 away from home. And prior to that, they played, I think, four of the sides in the top six. So they've played Start, drew 2-0, played Frederikstad, lost 2-1, played Leaders, Kongsvinger, lost 2-1. And um, I think they're away, lost 1-0 at Moss, who have been decent at home. So I think there's goals in this match. I think uh, Sonne's more than capable of scoring. They can't keep a clean sheet either. Um, when you look at Sonne's matches, each of their last six matches have seen both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. Uh, just over 2-1 to one for the visitors here, which I don't think is the worst of prices, but I think backing over 2.5 goals here is really solid. And that double with Christiansen to score two pays 11-10. to 10. Yeah, and that's already on the channel, Greg? Yeah, that was put on the channel today. Yeah, OK. Uh, David, a couple of other games that maybe catch the eye this weekend. Kongsvinger v Start. Yeah, Kongsvinger absolutely flying. I think mm. it's six on the trot now. Um, don't know. He's the, the manager at Kongsvinger is Vegard Hansen, who was the manager at Mjöndalen when they got promoted. Very, very handsome 50-something-year-old with a slick grey hair. Um, he's doing a great job at Kongsvinger. Um, always in the touchline with his sunglasses, looking pretty cool. So... Uh, we like him. He's a very popular character. Um, in Norway, he's kind of gets on the t- gets in the the goal show and stuff when he's not got a game. So he's uh, he's, he's well liked and um, good to see him doing well with Kongsvinger, who are absolutely flying. I think the start are tough to back against and tough to back for. They they kind of win games when you think they might struggle, and they lose games when you think they should win easily. So it may be a game that Kongsvinger find difficult, but yeah, it'd be hard to hard to back against them with the form they're in. Yeah, and I was quite interested in Koffer's price, 29 to 20 to win it year. Uh, I think they'd won eight in a row, and then they get knocked out knocked out the cup last night by a Division 2 side. Yeah, Shell Sauce uh, knocked them out of the cup last night. Um, yeah, they're going about two or five wins in a row. Um, they started the season really poorly. And um, yeah, five wins in a row, as you say. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one again. I think yeah, are better than the the better than the league position maybe suggests. They lost mm. the start. They lost the start last week, but before that they'd won three in a row. So yeah, maybe maybe uh, maybe a fifty fifty one that one, which the prices suggest. 
Yeah, much like it. Um, anything else for you, Greg, in Oberstleigen? Yeah, a couple of games. I do like the price of Rauphos away to Brynne. I think, obviously, Rauphos have been in decent form. Obviously, a cracking result for them last night. To go behind four times to Viking and win the match in penalties is a terrific result for them to get through to the next round. Prior to that, they've beaten Shire 1-0 at home. They lost the way to Yerv, which I think at that point, as David said, Yerv are actually picking up a little bit, so no shame in that. They hammered me on Darwin 4-0, and they've drawn with Chris, uh, Fredrikstad 1-0, and they beat Grorud as well in the Cup. So I think they're in pretty decent shape, Rui Foss. I know they played last night, but Brennan have struggled, and obviously the league position shows that. Both sides have struggled, but in terms of momentum, I think it's with Rui Foss. They're 95 to win this match. And they're quite a decent price double chance. Yeah. Um, I'm not to say what the angle is yet, but it's something I'll share on the channel. I just think Brenner, a little bit at home, I think there's definitely some value here in the, the away win. Yeah. It's just on Rifos, it was a really, really good night because the draw for the next round, they drew Shellsauce uh, from the second division. So quarter final, Rifos and Shellsauce for us placing the semi final, um, which is yeah, super interesting. I think Molde plays Sarpsborg. Um, Hamcam play Bodeglint and Volleringer play Bran in the other quarterfinals. So Shellsauce, David, are a side I've obviously seen in my yeah. time back in the lower leagues and I've always looked yes. at the name of that side and I had no idea how to pronounce it and now you've just said it. So thanks so much. It's not, it's not how I would have pronounced it, Greg. It's not Kajelsauce, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three, three years on and we're still no further forward, Greg. It'll take us 10 years to get up to speed, I think, yeah, I with some of the lower league sides. I don't think we'll ever get there, to be honest. Uh, anything else for you, David? Uh, no, nothing jumping out. Just um, one Division 3 game to keep an eye on for the weekend. Uh, Orkla of Division 3, of uh, dealing 5, so Section 5, which is the absolute goal <laughs> bonanza league. Um, they play at home to Stream Time, who are the goal machines and dominant team in that league. Orkla second bottom, Stream Time top. Um, if you're if you're getting involved in in some goals at the weekend, that's your that's your first half goals game right there. We had Um That's a great question. <laughs> you talk <laughs> about yourselves now. It. It's on Saturday, I think. There's not as many games this weekend in the lower leagues as normal. Don't get me wrong, there's still a lot, but there's not as many. Um, there's only a handful of games on Monday. But I think we had some really good winners last weekend. I think Fana was a great one, wasn't it? The one eight two at home to oh it was a a second division side a B side sorry but I think we spoke about that um on the channel and on the podcast about backing the B sides away from home when the match fits so the, the perfect storm is you've got a B side away from home on the same day that yeah. the the main side's playing and obviously yeah. we factor in travel and the fact that B sides don't tend to win many games away from home as well probably need to relook at our staking plan on these matches because I think they won 8-2 and Ford have finished 3-1 as well, I think. So definitely some really big wins to be had in the lower leagues. It's just a case of picking the right ones. But there's not as many games this weekend that I've looked no. at so far. I think it's the summer, summer holidays are... Oh, are, you're right. It's a couple of week break, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. For, for a lot of them, I think it maybe starts... For some of them, it started already. For some of them, it starts after the weekend. So still plenty of games this weekend. But as David said, keep an eye on, on that match. Um, that, that Division um, 3, Group 5 and Group 6 are, mm-hmm. are goal-leading. And I think yeah. there's like four, five, six goals every game. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, they should be on everybody who listens to this podcast calendar 
ahead of the weekend anyway. Uh, okay, let's recap the bets this weekend, starting with yourself, Greg. So starting with me, I'm taking Mion Dallin at home on Saturday to win the match at 5-4 to four, and also backing them to score two or more goals at even money. And also in the Oberstligen, I'm taking Christensen to score two or more goals at home to Hood and I'm doubling that up with Sonnez Viosana over 2.5 goals at 11-10. to 10. And into the Elite Azerian, got a couple of bets in the Elite Azerian. First of all, Lostrom at home to Tromso, and I'm taking Lostrom most corners in that match, and I'm doubling that up with Molda to get th- four or more corners away to Bora Glimt, and that pays 11-10. to 10. Okay, David? Yeah, uh, I'm fully on board with Greg's Saturday, a bit immune down, two, two plus goals, even money. Um, on to Sunday, an elite Syrian brand uh, over three and a half first half corners, similar to Greg, 1.9. Um, that is Sunday and also Sunday, Lillestrom versus Tromsø, and both teams to score is 1.8. And that's my three bets for the weekend. And also just a wee pl- fun player, ghost double, Hugo Bellison's like to the pitch. Uh, Tripich is on Saturday, Vettelis is on Sunday, but you can you can enjoy the week after Tripich scores a hat-trick. Yeah, can't wait, three penalties. Yeah. <laughs> Surely. Uh, okay, thank you very much. And don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. You can also find out details of how to join his private channel. And you can follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 for some more chat on the Norwegian leagues. Uh, we're away to research the Saudi Arabian Football League for our <laughs> Saudi Arabian betting podcast, which we will no doubt be launching soon. But that's us for this week's Norwegian podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good luck. Best.